You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I am your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast, hashtag Clock Radio Speakers. You can get all of our episodes at ClockRadioSpeakers.com. Doc, what number episode is this, dude? That, that's a really good question. I thought about that. We used to say, yeah, this is episode number one, whatever. Now right. we're just like, yeah. Well, and then you made up some numbers for a while. This I is did. this is two sixty two. Woo! Approaching that 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 tree hunted tree hunter is coming. Uh, Clockradiospeakers.com, powered by Tumblr. All of our previous episodes are there. Um, also has access to our Facebook, our Instagram, all that good stuff. We're also available on Fourth District. Shout out to the good folks there. Um, Doc, you were recently on a, a Fourth District podcast, right? Yeah, uh, it's called Off the Record. They they. You know, had to they had to put out the the doc signal, put, bring me in. <laughs> what is the doc signal? <laughs> it's just the nerd emoji, like that. No, um. I'm trying to think. Is it is it like a is it an NPC? <laughs> like what is it? As you call it, the destroyer nine thousand. I was trying to remember what you what it was because of course you like when you hooked it up, you're like, yeah, I got the new blah blah blah. And I was like, what is it called? Destroyer 9000 sounds about right. Uh, and, and it's, of course, it, you had to nerd out in my comments. It, it, right. But it's true. Like, it's, you know, we were sitting there, like, tapping out. No, no, no. Now you just loop, loop load it up and it just slices it. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll be in Connecticut this right. year. That's what, that's why we got to, you know, see, like, much like how Drake became Champagne Poppy when he produced, we got to get you an alter ego name. <laughs> uh, crap. Yo, what is, uh, What's Dr. Dre's alter ego? Because, you know, we believe that his alter ego produced how much a dollar costs, right? Oh, right. All right. You look that up. Um, but right, before it, but, uh, I take that back. Yeah. You looked that up. And uh, did you plug the website? Yeah. I plugged everything except for iTunes because I wanted to talk about, you know, the, right. the accomplishment that our fans did for us this week. All right. Look up um, Dre real quick. And I'll just say, uh, what's going on, everybody? This is Doc, as you might have guessed. You can follow me. On Twitter at doc underscore beats s not a c, but like Armand said, just go to clockradiospeakers.com, um, where you will find links to everything, including iTunes. What is I, it's weird? They're now rebranding it as Apple Podcasts, which will change our link at some point, whatever. But I know, I know. Um, oh, his producer name was Love Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> somebody named Love Dragon produced how much a dollar costs, and it's like okay. it's, that. That's either Dr. Dre as under a pseudonym or. Kendrick Lamar or Kendrick Lamar plus somebody else because those are Dre drums. Those are Dre. It's a Dre swing. It, that's, the piano. It's yeah, that's Dr. Dre. Right. That's a jazzy version of something that you might have found on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Which which is no no shot because that that you know for if I think about sort of post G unit sort of Dre beats, right? So if you want to draw a line somewhere like 03, 04, something like that, like when they were sort of at their commercial peak, that's definitely one of the the better Dre beats of that sort of mid-2000s-ish era. All over, that, all over that Big Bang album. Agreed. Now, you know, if you guys want to go back in the archives, uh, they, we did a, a really dope Busta Rhymes retrospective. Yes, we did. Where as much slander as we give Busta, we sort of talked about his contribution to hip-hop is a little underrated. Why don't you yeah. get quiet? I, 
I was waiting for I was just waiting for you to tail off, and then we were, was going to go right back into iTunes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My no, bad. it's all good. Because I thought you were like, you're on your own on that one. No, no. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. That's what we said. <laughs> no, no. The, the Buster Rhymes retro is great. Um, everybody should listen to it. Uh, but yeah, so we had asked, we've been asking people to rate and review us on iTunes. And as a part of that push, we said if we got to 75 reviews, that we would do a bonus episode where we uh, do a definitive 15 on hip hop intros. Yep. And Armand, where are we right now? Uh, like well, 76, this, 77. As of this morning, uh, we were at 76, but let right. me check right now mm. and see if we've gotten any more. Um, you put out the bat signal last night and you were like, Hey, we're close. You know, we're close. Um, yeah, we're, at, we're still at 76, 76. So 76 reviews. Uh, first of all, thank you everybody who has rated and reviewed us. Yes. That wasn't just a vanity thing. It was because the way that iTunes works, the more something is rated and reviewed, the more it is recommended to people, the more of a chance it has in popping yep. up in some list or something like that, that they curate. So I'll just, I mean, I guess that's van, that, that's us being vain in some reason, but it's not just because we want to see a big number. It was because we want to share the show with everybody because we love the show. So Absolutely. I don't think it's vain. I don't think it's vain at all. Like okay. we're, we've been putting work in for shoot five, six years. Like, of course you want to get into as many hands as possible. You know, we know that you guys love the show. You guys tell us you love the show all the time. And that's great. That's wonderful. Doc and I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, as Doc said, when you actually, you know, let iTunes know how much you love it, it just spreads the wealth. You know, we uh, we're for the streets. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just got to we just got to let the streets know we got to go from the streets to the corporate office. You know, <laughs> try and get on. Well, we were trying to get on Grantland, but since that's not a thing anymore, where, where would we go now? I don't even know. NPR. NPR. I'm, I'm willing to entertain authors. Me too. Absolutely. I can be, I can be everybody has a price. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so we're going to do the bonus episode. Um, we yep. still got to figure out scheduling, but that'll be popping up in the next week or two. And the deal is the bonus episode will only be available at least for a decent amount of time initially to people who, who subscribe to our show, either in iTunes or, in whatever your favorite podcast app is. So if you are a subscriber to the show, in other words, if you don't wait for the tweet to go out, if you don't wait to, for it to show up on cluckerspeakers.com or yes, our good partners at fourth district, and it will end up there eventually, but this is a little premium for, for folks who, who subscribe, who are, uh, who are listening to it almost faster than I can actually officially tweet about it. Yeah. Um, this is for them. This is for all. Man, sometimes we get feedback on the show before I wake up in the morning. It's fascinating. So yeah, shout out to y'all, man. So yeah, that, that episode will be coming. That'll I'm I'm excited. We haven't done a definitive fifteen in a while, so I'm hyped. Yeah, that'll be a good one too, just because um there's a lot of ones that people are gonna be like, Yeah, I know what they're gonna talk about. But you know, fifteen's an interesting number for that. Absolutely yeah, hip hop right. intro. Well, just because now, if we were doing five, we might fight over some of that, but there's probably a couple that you know, there's a lot we're gonna agree on. But fifteen, there's just enough there that we're gonna have some surprises. Absolutely. Now, just one clarification question. Yes, sir. Um are mixtapes included in that? Yes, they are. Okay. That's even better. I, actually, mm, how do I put this? I would say if it's like an artist's mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. that's what I mean. I don't mean like, yo, the, the intro to DJ K-Slate, Renegades 3.5. Nah, 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 nah. Though there are some classic DJ mixtape intros, Clue and right. Fab and et cetera, but no, 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 no. Okay. Artist mixtapes. Artist mixtapes. Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay, cool. Because I don't want to penalize. I mean, basically, if not, that'd be penalizing the mid-2000s artists because they didn't have streaming, basically. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of, right. some, some of the stuff that comes out now would have been a mixtape. 
Absolutely. Yep. So 100% right. Yep. I agree. I'm cool with that. Okay, cool. So what are we going to talk about this week, man? We got a whole bunch of random grab bag of stuff. Okay. No, Um, uh, no hot new hip, not hip hop albums and nothing like that. Not right now. Everyone's still, uh, everyone's still on Kendrick. Kendrick made everybody tuck their whole spring in. Kendrick's couple, couple weeks. Kendrick had a huge first week. Yeah. Now the the new numbers are it's sales plus streaming, but the, everybody's been on that for you know a little while now. But biggest first week of the year. Now, granted, it's only April, but still, Drake did drop a playlist. Yeah. But still, um, so this is the biggest. Uh, it was over six hundred thousand sales plus streaming. Um, that's a big first week for Kendrick. And so, yeah, you know, not surprisingly, he's going on tour. Yeah, uh, tour was announced what yesterday. Uh yeah, yep. And uh, he's going on tour with uh, your man Travis Scott. And your man drum. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see both of them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not mad at uh Travis Scott. I thought I'm like, isn't Travis Scott already on tour doing something <laughs> with somebody? Maybe. I mean that's fine by me because I, I don't know if I want to see Travis open. Like I mean Travis headline, I mean. Right. Um but Travis in like that mid slot, that means he's gonna get like what, a forty five minute set? He'll probably get thirty to forty five minutes. Probably thirty. No, because if if Drama is the first opener, he's got to get like 30. No. Drama, drama get 15 minutes. 15? Yes. What is he going to do? He's going to do Broccoli and... Uh, he's going to do uh, Cute. Okay, never mind. You see, you know Drama more than me. I only know Broccoli in the song that He's going to do so. Cha-Cha. Oh, Cha-Cha, yep. No, he's going to so do... He... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to oh, sing yeah. uh, We Are Special off Chance's album. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of Chance, remind me to come back to him because okay. I want to talk about something on his tour too. Uh, yeah, he's he's going back out on tour, right? Um, but, uh, you know, so Kendrick, Travis Scott, Drama. I like all those dudes I re- and I really want to see Kendrick again because the only time I've ever seen him, I didn't get to, I didn't get a chance to see, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, after, right after Tip Him a Butterfly. That was the Yeezus tour, right? Well, I saw Yeezus tour, which was in between, but he did something like uh, something groove. What was it called? Um yeah, whatever that was, but that was just because that's what I ended up seeing. Um, yeah, that was for uh, Temple Butterfly, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I saw him as the opener for Jesus, and he was good, but he was still figuring it out. And that was when he was like, "Oh, what if I have a band play?" And da da da. And there was a little too much electric guitar. I was like, "All right, all right, all right, just relax." He had seen Mike Dean while out on stage a few too many times and didn't quite know how to like incorporate it. But lots of John play the fight riffs. A little bit of John play the fight riff. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the dates. It's not a big tour. It's like 18, 20 dates, something like that. And yeah. But he's coming to Boston, where I like to go, because it's easier to buy tickets there than it is for a New York date. Sure. And so pre-sale starts today, and I try to get good tickets, and pfft, nope. So Ticketmaster has this thing now called Platinum Tickets. Have you heard of this? I have not. I mean, first of all, it sounds like something that like, uh, Aziz Ansari's character from Parks and Rec would have dreamed up, but Platinum Tickets is basically they have like like so the the price range for these tickets are forty five to one twenty five. Okay, right. Except they have what are called Platinum Tickets, which means you pay more for good seats, which destroys the whole point of I thought the price range was this to this. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's not like it's not even just like oh the front row. It's like huge and like. The sections I'm trying to sit in right are now, at least, are all platinum, and it's like three hundred plus dollars a ticket. Yeesh! Because what they're doing is they know that what happens for a lot of these really good tickets is resellers buy them at one twenty five yeah. and flip yeah. them, 
And so they're trying to take advantage of the fact that apparently rich people or people who have money to burn will pay a lot more than $125. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is Ticketmaster's way of getting in on that. But you combine that with the way that Ticketmaster rolls out tickets, which I'm going to get a little nerdy here. Basically, like to me, if you have pre-sale, that would indicate to me, okay, like you're going to have a certain allotment of tickets and it's going to be like if I check at 10 o'clock when they go on sale, I should see like everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as people buy them, as they're getting their spots, like stuff's filling out. No, if you hit search best available, they just kind of throw random stuff out there. Yeah. And it's infuriating because <laughs> I'm sitting there like I blocked off like, OK, I'm going to take my break from work at 10 o'clock and I'm sitting yeah. there, got the phone with the app in one hand. I got the laptop in the other hand. I'm refreshing so often that they keep thinking I'm a bot. <laughs> did, did they did they block you? Because like if you do that on, on Adidas.com, they'll block you. I've been blocked from Ticketmaster before, but that was because I had multiple browsers open. So I was hitting it from the same IP at the same uh, time. And they were like, yeah. nope, nope. But I got I got wise to that. So I started using multiple devices. I should have brought an iPad, but I think I don't even think that would have helped me to have a third device because the truth was none of the seats that I was willing to pay $125 for were available during the presale. Mm-hmm. So I bet you they're going to try to sell as much of them as they can for that quote unquote platinum seats. And then the, hopefully those will open up for the regular sale on Friday. That's what I'm hoping. Cause I want to see this. Like I want to see Kendrick. Marissa wants to see Kendrick. I don't really know if she cares that much about Travis Scott, but he'll put on a good live show. Um, she, you'll appreciate this, right? Because if, every, if I ever play Travis Scott, she's like, why does he sound like Kanye? And so <laughs> leave it to my wife to cut to the core of any issue in about 2.5 seconds. So, And of course, you know, she's a rider and you're a roller. <laughs> Put you guys together. How are they going to stop both of you? Right. So, right. And I, I, and, uh, and, and I think she, I think she would like a uh, drum. So anyway, um, I'm hoping I can get tickets because it's a Saturday even. So I don't even have to sweat like, Oh, I got to like leave work early or the next day I'm going to be tired. Like, no, I can just drive up on Saturday night, drive back, sleep in on Sunday morning and everything's cool. Like mm-hmm. it works out perfectly. Yeah. So I'm determined Ticketmaster, You're going to see some more of me on Friday morning tickets, man. The platinum tickets is, Oh God, that's just terrible. Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious as to why, um, they didn't do, maybe Kendrick didn't do a deal with maybe like a streaming outlet sort of, because with uh, the seats that I got from uh, for St. Pablo, those were premium seats that people got from Tidal. Mm. Um, so, you know, he could have did that with, I mean, he doesn't have an exclusive deal, but, you know, can you do that? Can you do an exclusive deal with a streaming outlet that is only, uh, only for ticket sales? Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that you can do stuff. So like what was, the presale today was actually technically the, there was two different American Express presales. One of which you had to have like a platinum or whatever card. One of which was just a regular. If you have an Amex, you can do it. Um, but there have been times in the past where it's like, oh, if you get this code from your artist's fan club, yes, those still exist. Then you use this code on Ticketmaster and it unlocks a different group of seats basically. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it really seemed to only be like there was like a Live Nation mobile app presale. Like there was more stuff that I found after the fact, but I was like, oh, man, listen. So, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to be hopeful that I can get something decent because for 125 dollars I'm not sitting lower level on the opposite side of the arena right not for 125 sure not happening 
Like St. Papa, yeah. you could talk yourself into that because of the way that tour was. But a regular like end of the arena setup? No, no, no. I like right. Kendrick, but no. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even the balcony seats, like the upper level seats were $75 today. That's crazy. Kendrick's on another level now. Yeah, he's 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 in that top tier conversation. It's it's literally it's Drake, Kendrick, it's Drake and Kendrick, and then maybe right below them is probably I mean, and Kanye, I guess. Yeah, well, Kanye is now um, where Jay was like five years ago. Yeah, like he's the old head who inspires all the new guys. Right, and when he wants to go in, people are like, "Oh, Kanye's here." Yep, absolutely. Um, so then, where's Jay? Mm, we don't have a. I mean, we don't have a good example of where Jay is right now. Okay, because like LL sort of faded off to. Be an actor. Yeah. But like, we don't have a good, cause <laughs> I can't imagine Jay-Z is an actor. <laughs> go watch, uh, go watch death of a dynasty. Where streets is watching. Yeah. Streets is watching. Death of a dynasty. He, I believe he was in death of a dynasty and he actually acted. He's not, pay, he's not paying full, right? No, no. He was in death of a dynasty. He might, he was also when he was in state property one. Uh, wait, was he? Did he have a look on his face? Like how much am I getting paid to be here? Nah, this was, you know, this was, I, this is, um, I'm sucking all the energy out of all these young Philly rappers I got. So whatever they need me to do. Right. Um, dang, what was he? He was in, uh, he was in Paper Soldiers 2. But you know. Uh, wait, you, first of all, th- number one, there's a Paper Soldiers 2. And number two, you saw it? No, Paper Soldiers, like, Oh, Paper well. Soldiers as well. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paper Soldiers 2. Paper Soldiers 2. This time it's personal. Like, I'm not... <laughs> Like wow, yeah, they really were, wow. That's like Master P level. Like, don't you disrespect them? No Limit movies. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't disrespect. I'm about it. Or the Game of Life, or the Last Don, where Master P was the son of Vito Corleone, and all of his uh, relatives were old white Italian men, but he just so happened to be a dark skinned black man. I don't know. Whatever. Somebody's See, gonna somebody's gonna tell me like about the roots of Italians and that. Whatever. You know what we need I, now. Hmm. Like we need somebody who's going to do those sorts of movies, but you sign a deal with like Netflix. Absolutely. I mean, money and violence kind of did that a bit. It was a show on YouTube. They got picked up by um title. So the second right. season was on title and that was cool. But, and there's a lot of uh, series that start off on YouTube and they go somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, Jesus, Netflix is the wave. Like Netflix is throwing checks out like crazy. Right. Right. And you know, Netflix, if you're listening, we would absolutely consider a clock radio sp- speakers branding effort. Just man, we totally need to figure out how we can make this show visual. Man. We have to, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. And, I don't, I don't and in know. The background, I, we, we, I like, you know, CGI, like sponsorship logos, like they do at baseball games on the side. Have, like, <laughs> listen, everyday struggle is a, a poor man's version of what we've been doing for five years. Now what we could do, <laughs> That's a shot. It's cool. Yeah. What we could do is um, we could hologram into each other's face. <laughs> okay, that's it. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Um, I mean, if listen, if Tupac can hologram, surely you and I <laughs> can hologram to talk about the new French Montana album. <laughs> back to Kendrick. Uh, uh, so, yeah, back to Kendrick. You said offline you hadn't really listened to this at all since we Not, recorded. No, the funny part is is uh. Love is a record that I keep hearing. I don't listen to it, but mm. wherever I go, I, I'm hearing that record a lot. That has to be the next single now. I think lo- I think people are beginning to grab on the love. You, I feel like loyalty could work whenever. Loyalty could... Loyalty as long could as it's still record. warm outside. Sure, but people are really grasping on the love. On the love? Yeah. Interesting. It, it's almost like love 
is a is like loyalty is like the obvious. Mm. So it's like love is like the homecoming queen. I'm sorry, loyalty is like the homecoming queen, and love is like uh, what was the girl's name in uh, what was that? What was that movie? She's all that where they like remade the nerd into the cute girl. <laughs> Just say the girl next door, basically. Yeah, sure. There you go. That's better. Yep, you too. So, so Zakari better. Um, he better. He better get in the studio and get and get ready if he doesn't have a next move because you know got to get out there. Absolutely. Okay. Um, He's got, before he becomes Matthew Santos, <laughs> and shout out to Matthew Santos, friend of the show. So for me, what like I, I took a couple. You know, I took a couple days off let the album live and mm-hmm. came back to it. And I was, I realized a couple of things. Like I, I don't feel like I defended strongly enough how well the sequencing actually does work for me. Um, didn't you kind of say you didn't like the sequencing? Yeah. Well, I said that it was sort of swerving all over the place and that for people, people who came up in our era, that's not something you're used to. Like, yeah. I think a really good example of how it sort of works, even though it can be jarring is the DNA into ya transition, right? Like, because mm-hmm. for you, that was so much. You're like, whoa, but it's almost yep. like DNA is so intense that it's yeah. literally like the, it's the, it's the chase, like shot and the chaser. It's like, <sighs> you take a deep breath. Yep. And ya anywhere else on the album doesn't have, doesn't work as well as, as it can work because of the intensity of DNA. Like if you did DNA into, I don't know, even element, like that would just be, wouldn't be the right vibe to me at all. So sure. I think the other thing is, and this kind of plays in the next, the last thing I want to talk about for Kendrick was, you know, there's this album in reverse thing that people are really getting into. Yep. Yeah. I really want this album to be fake deep. You guys really want it to be fake deep. <laughs> right. I mean, like, I don't know, like the more I, I listen to it, the more I realize it's not so much that it's swerving in and out. It is sort of navigating through this idea of is it wickedness or is it weakness? But the album strongly s- starts off like w- sort of him talking about these negative sort of built in things. Mm-hmm. And he ends up on the other side. Yeah. Right. And that's the point. Like, that's why God is the second to last track. That's why you end with the story about his dad and, and Top Dog. That's. That's why fear is so long. And then you've got the thing like, that's why that's at the end. Could you imagine like the third track on an album being a seven minute long song called fear? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Now, the only way it works is if you think that Kendrick does in fact want you to believe that wickedness is that that's, that's what, that's what's happening. Right. That's not weakness. But, um, but like even just the opening to, um, to Duckworth, right. Is, you know, I used to think it was me against the world, but then I found out it's me against me. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you open that way if you intended that to end? Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it just doesn't fit. Like, the album is designed to be heard front to back, in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just because, yes, he's telling it one way, so you could reverse it. But there's a lot of hints along the way that it's meant to flow this way. Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted to say about that. Anything else you want to say about Kendrick? Were you surprised by people's reactions at all? Um Anything no. sort of after a week? No. No. Um, Any songs not, you thought you'd be hearing that you're not really hearing people talk about? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't think people are talking about loyalty that much. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, I think the record that I think again, love is the record that's sticking out the most. Love, yeah, and oh, I mean, I got killed for not liking. Uh, was it was it Pride? Yes. I got killed for not liking Pride. Hey, yeah, you know, pr- I don't know. To me, Pride is. Pr- I listened to it again on the way home today, and I was like, oh my god! It like I don't know what it is like this. 
I think that so that I believe that the first half of the hook is uh, Kei Trinata singing on auto tune, and mm-hmm. it's like it's almost unintelligible. <laughs> I'll admit that, but it's like it like tugs at like your heart in a way. I can't explain it. It's like a certain note. It just works. Like that is a, you know, I talked, I use the word visceral to describe like the emotion that the album tries, I think to get out at times. And visceral mm-hmm. doesn't just mean like DNA where you're like hot tagging in to use my term last time, but also like that depth of feeling. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I get from pride. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I, I can't, because that's the one that sounds like Andre 3000, right? No, that's, uh, lust. Okay. I forgot which one pride is. <laughs> <laughs> pride is the one that you, that is produced by Steve Lacey from the internet. Kind of sort of, maybe you could almost see how it's like a little, um, Alabama shakes inspired. Oh yeah. Nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Nah. Again, like it wasn't because I said I didn't listen to the album, but I skimmed through it when I got home from work today just to make sure right. um, because I didn't know what we were talking about and nothing like jumped out and said, I need to listen to this because there might be some other songs that I like this week more than I did last week. Right. I'm going to wait. I'm going to listen to the album a little later. The songs that I like triple X to me is still my favorite. It's an incredible um, song. It's just ridiculous. And Duckworth, like, but I mean, you know, it's rapidly rap. So um, I'm actually shocked that people like Duckworth as much as they do. I, Duckworth is good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Excuse me. That's not a shot at the song. It's a good song, but it's almost like, it's almost like when, um, I'm trying to think of, a, of an example. It's like when people say, here we go, since he's on my Kofi list, no, and no disrespect to the Muslims who listen to the show. Um, when people say J. Cole's just like this incredible lyricist, but like it's it's more so for casual people who like that style. But if you really delve deeper into like hip hop, then there's there's a people there's many people who do what J. Cole kinda does, but do it way better. Your Odysseys, your homeboy Sandmans, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or even just like wrestlers. You might like wrestler A who's in the WWF, but like, you know, there's a guy who wrestles on the indies who basically the guy from the WWE like steals a lot of moves from but people like him because he has you know millions of people looking at him every week as opposed to wrestling in a gym for 20 people you know a couple times a week so i feel like that's how it is about duckworth i feel like because it's this hippity hop record it sort of meets a quota that a lot of people don't really listen to hippity hop but those of us who do like we're like yeah it's cool it's good but you know we've heard this we've heard better knife wonder beats we've heard better kendrick versus like but it's still good so i don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think it does. Okay. Anything else you want to say about Kendra? Uh, nah, I mean, shout out to him. Congratulations, man. All, all the success. That's great. I don't think he's coming to Columbus, right? N- of course not. <laughs> of course I, I, not. You crazy? I, I, I highly suspect there's a, uh, there's a, a round two of dates with different oh, um, openers. I'm guessing. More dates will be added. Yeah. I could see that around two. Yep. Cause I think that when, when, when do these dates end? like July or something like that? Uh, August? Yeah. It's like, it's like summer. Yeah. There's going to be like a, a fall round of dates. Oh yeah. And then he'll, and then he'll do Europe. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Drake, Drake just did that with the uh, summer 16 tour. So he'll, he'll, they'll make, they'll make their way. Columbus is considered a, uh, it's a, I don't want to call it like a B level, but different cities have different grades on them just based off of population sure. and a whole bunch of different stuff. And Columbus is like a B-grade city. Most people, when they come to Ohio, they're going to come to Cleveland or Cincinnati. 
right. even though Columbus has more culture than both of them. But shout out to both cities because they're both great cities. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was really no slander. But it's like people, the people in Cleveland and Cincinnati, like they'll come to Columbus and they'll be like, yo, Columbus is dope, um, which is kind of weird because people in Columbus hate Columbus. But that's a whole different conversation. But no, shout out to Kendrick. I did real quick. I wanted to talk about Chance going on tour. Yeah. Um, I did see um, like some headlines that said that he was performing like Waves, like his version of Waves. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great idea. Why not? Right. Why not? Do your version. Absolutely. I just I just wanted to say that. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I, well, if uh, I'll be I'll see him this summer at, uh, at Eau Claire, I'll, uh, you know, I'll report back. <laughs> yeah, do that. Oh, yeah. He is doing that, huh? Yeah. Now, speaking of t- speaking of tours and trying to get stuff on the internet, yes, sir. You've joined the Boost Gang. <laughs> Finally, you, you, welcome. You, you've been laboring. Send me. You know, I get I get I get a text and it's like just a link. If it's a link to if it's just a link with no explanation to a uh, to to a retailer of some kind, I know Armand's trying to he, that he has spotted a size thirteen in a Boost somewhere. Yep. And it was the color that you wanted. So yeah, it was yeah. like even better. Yeah. So, uh, you know, should have them in next week. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if the hype is real. I'm excited for you, man. They are the most comfortable shoe I've ever owned. I'm, I will be getting the third pair before the end of the year. Um, I'm excited for you. You're going to be the guy. I told you, I told you this offline. You're going to be the guy who wears the, the dress shirt, tie, <laughs> slacks, running shoes. No, first of all, I, I do not wear a tie. I do not wear sl- like, yeah. I... Nope, you're going to be that guy. <laughs> and if you're not that guy now, you will be in 10 years. 10 years. Yep, you'll be that guy. Yeah, it's, at some point, I guess uh, I keep moving up, you know, not going to be able to rock like Everlane shirt with like J. Crew color denim anymore. It's not going to fly. Sure you will. <laughs> you'll be the guy. You could you could still do that. I'll be, um, I'll be Mr. You- Casual. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I feel like I feel like that is kind of where business casual is going to. I feel yeah. like, you know, our generation, we just kind of funky it up and mix it up and add a little bit of youth to it. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, you know, the generation before. Who's the generation before us? We have we have it's Generation X. Yeah, then, Generation I, X is before us. And then before them is, is what? Baby boomers. Is, is baby boomers? Okay. Yeah, so the baby boomers are your traditional tie, slacks, whatever, whatever. Gen X is kind of in that as well, but you know we kind of switched it up. But you and I are in a in a subgenre, right? We are old millennials. What? <laughs> How does that even work? <laughs> um, I think it's really just trying to because it's true. Like the millennial generation is a, it is a rather large one. So, and there is really a dividing line. It's basically like you know though like there are those millennials who remember what the internet was like before smartphones, social networks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then those who grew up on that hundred percent and how smartphones plus social networks have completely altered going to school and childhood and all that stuff. Like it's a, it, it, you know, it affects everything in totally different ways. Yeah. And so it's one of those sort of like dividing lines. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, in, I think there's also with baby boomers, there's also like older baby boomers versus y- younger baby boomers. Um, cause the baby boomer generation is from like, I don't know what, 45 to 64. Like that's a wide variance, right? Yeah. And basically what it splits down to is like, were you old enough to like protest the Vietnam war and worry about having to be drafted or were you not? 
Like my parents are young baby boomers, mm. right? They're, you know, they didn't turn 18 until the early 80s, right? But like my, my wife's parents, they are oldish baby boomers. They were born in like the early 50s. So they were 18 years old in like 1969, mm-hmm. right? Totally different experience. Like, you know, graduating high school in 1969 versus 1982 is like, you can't pick, I mean, like almost different Americas, you know? Yeah. And so I'm not surprised that there's a difference, but you know, it's because, I mean, I don't know, you know, the idea of generations is sort of a marketing term anyway, but, and there's always going to be subgenres. And frankly, like if you're an old baby, an old millennial, you probably have a lot in common with a younger Gen Xer, you know, Mm -hmm. like the difference between like someone who's born in like 1980, so like 37, right. Or turning 37 this year, they're technically Gen X, but you know, they had some common, they had some stuff in common with us too. So yeah. This stuff's all, but, but no, cause we saw, we, you know, we saw an article that talked about, you know, we finally have a term for these, you know, and of course they're stereotypes. It's like, you know, they stick to Facebook and texting and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Relax, bro. You're like, I'm, I have a modeling ministry. <laughs> yo, you're, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're terrible. You're terrible. First of all, well, <laughs> Here, here's the thing about Facebook, and I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but I, I know I've talked to uh, certain people. I won't, I won't put them on blast because we were kind of talking about some, like some business stuff and some branding stuff, and you know they actually, you know, kind of sell that. But we were just going over some stuff. But you know, Facebook is still like a marketplace. I know a lot of us dismiss Facebook. I mean, and to a degree with good reason. Um, but there's still value there. Still a lot of value there. Um, you know, so much so. People are killing people and showing <laughs> showing the deaths on their platform. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it, yeah, I don't know. It's just, but I, yeah, I was, I was highly offended. Like what? Facebook. But I do know people my age who think Twitter is too much um, and they have Facebook and they're just now getting Instagram like in the last year or so, which is crazy. I had an ex-girlfriend who just joined Instagram and like followed me and I'm like, dude, like you just joined? In yeah. The year of our Lord, 2017. But okay. Yeah, I, I think like Facebook was one thing because like Facebook and MySpace were of a similar concept, sort of. Yeah. But like Twitter was this whole other level of something, and like yeah, I feel like if you took to Twitter early, you probably also took to Instagram early. Although there's probably sure. some exceptions, but um, but Twitter is like a whole other speed of thing, and you and I took to Twitter, you know, quickly and rapidly. Yeah. Um, but then like uh, you know when Insta when Snapchat started really getting popular, I'm not gonna lie, I was like. Oh man, this is, this is how I know I'm old, Mm -hmm. but I've realized that like I took the Instagram stories pretty quickly, which are, which is a total Snapchat ripoff. And I have a Snapchat account I use on occasion, but like, it's just because like, I don't, it's two problems. Like number one, I don't really like Snapchat, like to use it. Mm -hmm. It's not a good, I don't enjoy the experience, even though they have some tech that's amazing. Um, The other problem is like, I've already built up my network on Instagram. Like I have a bunch, I have more, like, I don't want to have to keep like that's the problem you know like it's like i got people who i'm friends with on facebook i got people who follow me on my twitter accounts i've got people following me on instagram it's like yeah let's get one more thing but right you know and it'd be interesting to see what happens with snapchat right like the story idea clearly applies elsewhere so it's almost like okay snapchat like what what you got can you keep going yeah because for a certain audience for a certain generation especially like the post-millennial generation whatever we're going to call them um you know they probably look at snapchat and go, yeah, that's where I'm at. And they look at Instagram as like, nah, they're just, co- they're just, you know, that's the old thing that people copy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's going to happen. So Snapchat, of course, is a chance, but like, 
you know, they're going to need something else, I think. Because it seems like Instagram stories pretty popular. Yeah, they, it is. There is. Um, do we need another one? Like, does another social media network need to come out and say, you know what you guys aren't doing? This. You know, because, you know, what's interesting is that social media will come and it will die off after a few years. I mean, Snapchat, people have said is die. Is die. I think Vine is the, the most recent one to die. Um but like, do you see Facebook dying anytime soon? Do you see Twitter dying anytime soon? I've heard people say Instagram is dying, which is crazy to me. Like where, then where are you putting your pictures at? People, I know people who only have Instagrams, you know? So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know where, where things are going in terms of, do we need anything else or would these just be the big three from here on out? That's interesting. You know, I mean, Periscope, Periscope is <clears throat> not what, it's still hanging on, but it's not what it was and people probably thought it was going to be yeah i mean i don't know i think like i think the idea of having a social network that is only around a certain feature is risky like yeah. the whole idea of periscope is it's just live video well other people can do live video on top of their existing thing yeah if they want to and so i don't know if that's enough snapchat was sort of not i don't think taken very seriously by the major players until they got big enough so you'd have to come up with something that was different enough and did something different of, and part of it too might just be like, you know, we don't know like what comes next for smartphones, you know, like, right. like we've kind of, we're at a point where it's like, all right, if you're just talking, like it's a slab of metal with a glass front with a big camera on the back and it's touchscreen. Like, is there something else going to happen with that? Like, absolutely. I mean, you, you look at the, uh, you look at the galaxy S8 that recently came out, yeah. they didn't change the camera at all. Right. And so, you know, so they, they don't, it, yeah, it, it's like, to me, I think we got to see like where technology evolves next. Cause like the thing that'll like Instagram started working because, you know, Instagram was the right thing at the right time because people finally had a decent enough camera, not a great camera. Those old cameras were not that good, but they were be way better than old cell phone cameras. Absolutely. And even the first couple like years of smartphone cameras weren't very good. Yeah. So, but it was like, you know, cause I, I think I got my Instagram account, like what, like end of 2010. So like, yeah. I think, so that must've been the uh, iPhone four. Which, you know, so, yeah. it's, so it's like, okay, like this stuff's finally getting good enough, you know, but at least good enough for what Instagram was trying to do. Plus the filters like sort of, you know, famously catalog, like sort of camouflage, like bad quality and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think we got to see like hardware, like some new feature will have to get to a point where it's like kind of interesting and kind of does something different. Right. Okay. I, I, are you, uh, are you getting an eight? Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm on the upgrade every year plan now. So, um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I'll, it's, it's like, there's a lot of rumors. There's a rumors that they're going to have both a seven S and an eight at the same time, which doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, there's clearly like multiple like types of iPhones co coming likely just mm -hmm. due to like leaks and stuff like that. So I don't know. We got to see. Yeah. I might, might get an eight. Yeah. Might get it just, to, just to try, you know, yeah, Android through and through, but right, you know, right. why not? I'm, I'm on jump. I can jump you know, three times a year if I want to. Right. Um, you know, why not? We hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at clockradiospeakers.com.